We're here. We're alive. It's a great day. It's a fantastic day. Welcome in, viewers, listeners, to another edition of Breaking Down the Breakdown with none other than me, Steven Diego. Now, I don't know why I say my name weird like that, but I just want to say, my goodness, it is already mid-March. Wasn't it just yesterday that it was 2022? I swear to you, time for some reason has been going so fast and so slow at the same time. Slow when you want it to move fast, fast when you're just kind of like, hold up, wait a minute, I need time to do things. Ah, But without further ado, I do want to hop right into the topic. Today is going to be a very difficult day for me. Or, you know what, actually, I deleted that word, deleted that word from my vocabulary (laughs) and replaced it with the word challenging, okay? It is going to be a very challenging day for me because I am going to be talking about sobriety or to be more specific about it. A lot of people might want to say relapse. I was sober for two years two in a bit and I got the go-ahead from my therapist to drink again and it's actually a very interesting story which you know you guys will be hearing in a little bit I do want to say this this is no way to encourage everyone to start drinking who's been sober for years okay I just wanted to give the perspective, my perspective, because I wasn't necessarily an alcoholic. I decided to stop drinking for a very specific reason. And that reason being that, you know, with the whole blow up to my OCD. And so I'm in a very, very unique situation i'm in a unique predicament here right like i don't speak for everyone out there who stopped drinking and started to get back into it not at all and you will find out later on in the episode that not all is kind of like amazing with getting back into drinking we are going to talk about pros and cons of it um but i think what i want to do here is i want to take a very honest approach towards alcoholism and drinking alcohol again once you've decided that you wanted to not drink ever again you know again my reasoning is very unique to me so with that being said i just kind of wanted to warn y'all okay this is no way me saying hey guys you start drinking again if you stop drinking for years and years and years and years not like that at all i'm here to tell my story as to why i started drinking again and hopefully this sheds some light on some individuals out there who are in a or are in a kind of similar predicament that I'm in or a similar situation that they find themselves in when it comes to alcohol. So I don't know if I've ever actually spoken about why I became sober. I became sober because I got scared of alcohol. Now, if y'all remember, I started this podcast because I was going through um a psychotic episode well I went through a psychotic episode ow sorry (laughs) I hate doing this live this is things happen guys things happen I'm sorry I just hit myself on the table 
Um, but I decided to start a podcast because I realized that not a lot of people were being honest about their mental health situations. So this is what prompted it, right? Me being sent into oblivion because of the cannabis, because of the edibles. And I started attaching a lot of what was going on with me throughout those few months that I was feeling the psychosis and that I was undergoing through a lot of, you know, severe anxieties. I started associating it with negative things in life that I had done. And while alcohol wasn't a factor for what had happened to me, when you are going through a traumatic experience without knowing what you are going through, you're going to look for any solution that you can find. This is something that is not a secret. I feel like a lot of people, let's say when you have an issue and you're trying to find out the bottom, uh, you're trying to get to the bottom of the issue, right? You start assuming things. You start playing detective and you start to have usual suspects and then you start to think of other suspects as to why X, Y, and Z is happening. And that is not different from what I went through. Um, It just so happens that for me, I know that alcohol um, has really negative effects for me mentally. Um, When I would drink in the past, I would drink heavily. While I didn't drink every day, I drank every weekend. When I drank every weekend, it would be to the point where I could barely remember the night before. It would be to the point where I would get so obnoxious and just aggressive. And these are things that I never actually realized or recognized about myself until I started taking on that reflective path in terms of what I went through. And a lot of, I don't want to say regrets, but I have so much remorse for things that I had done when I was drunk, things I've said um, to people when I was drunk. They didn't deserve to be spoken to that way, all because I was inebriated. And that just helped solidify my stance on me becoming sober. Now, that's some great news right there. You know, like that's what made it easy for me to stay sober. Um, understanding that I may have inadvertently hurt other people because of my actions when I was drunk, you know, like that that should be enough for someone to say, you know what, I have a drinking problem. I'm I should just chill out. And it worked. For two years, I realized, you know what? I, I'm so much happier without alcohol. I'm so much better without drinking. Um, it made it kind of challenging to be in social settings because I would avoid like a drop of alcohol. I would avoid it like the plague. But that right there should have been kind of like my red flag for myself. Because I didn't stop drinking because I was an alcoholic, right? Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like drinking every single day and like really just spending all of my money on on alcohol, right? There was another reason for why I stopped drinking. It was because I feared that if I start drinking again, my OCD would take over and my intrusive thoughts would just become real. And that's something that's very terrifying, especially coming from someone who has harm OCD like myself. Um, Obviously, for you guys who don't remember, right, 
might harm OC. It's, it's violent, intrusive thoughts, right? So one of the biggest takeaways I have um, about the whole fear of drinking was because it was linked to my fear of losing control, which is linked to my fear of murdering my friends, murdering my best friends, murdering random people on the streets because my intrusive thoughts said that I would. And for two years, it has been... See, I'm trying to avoid really negative words to describe this, but I'm not going to lie. It was a struggle for me to kind of find that sweet spot where I can grow and um, develop... (laughs) Yeah, develop a some form of resistance towards the intrusive thoughts. And I had ticked every single box that I thought I could have ticked in terms of confronting my fears, right? Like, I decided to have sleepovers again. I decided to go sleep over at my friend's places. I decided to go on a trip to California for a month where I will not be able to just come home when I start to feel... Like my OCD is going to act up. When I start to feel like my intrusive thoughts are way too much, I gave up my safe space just so I can go and put myself under exposure uh, exposure therapy. And for a while, I actually saw improvement in terms of how I was able to handle my OCD. It becomes this whole thing where even until now, like I get pestered with intrusive thoughts, the same ones I would get pestered with in the past, but my reaction to it is different now. I don't let it stop myself anymore. I don't let it completely take over my life. But there was still something missing for me. And I realized it's because I had attached so much of that fear with the drinking. And it's kind of, funny because drinking is something I don't ever want to do ever again so if I don't ever want to drink ever again but that is the last thing I have to tackle does that mean that I'm not going to get better so it gets complicated the way I worked it out in my head and it's kind of interesting because the way I talk about it it sounds like Stephen, you just want an excuse to drink again you're trying to justify drinking again And I know that's what it sounds like. And I know that's what it looked like. But this is why I brought it up to my therapist. And my therapist said, well, you're not going to go get drunk. And that's fair. My biggest fear with alcohol has been once I take a sip, it is going to have this Jekyll and Hyde effect. In which I take a sip of alcohol, I take a shot of tequila or whatever, and bam. I'm out for a murderous rampage. As ridiculous as it may sound, for people with harm OCD, they they know how scary that is. Because we live life thinking that at any moment, we're going to end up doing that. There is a book that I read. I completely forgot um, which book it was because I read so much on OCD. But it compared it to being a werewolf. It's almost as if, if there is a full moon, people are afraid they're going to become werewolves. That is the kind of the same effect with harm OCD. And any small triggers, it's kind of like our full moon that will turn us into werewolves. So alcohol, for me, was a trigger. So I decided, you know what? 
my therapist is right. I'm not going to go get drunk. I'm going to take a sip. And I did it in front of two of my closest friends, my roommate, Christine, and my best friend, Erwin. And I was fine. I had two shots of whiskey. Immediately, though, my OCD started acting up. And it started just manifesting itself into the violent thoughts again. And I had to recognize that I needed to kind of take a step back and see that the alcohol's effect does not happen that quick. This is all in my head, as it is. And I remember that feeling because I started getting really fearful. But something funny kind of happened. And I started feeling a lot more relaxed because, you know, alcohol tends to do that to people. And I realized this is also what they said because I've researched this too. And they're saying, you know, like people with OCD should avoid alcohol because while they use it for temporary relief, right? The come down is so much harder, which is so true because during the time that i actually started feeling the alcohol i was like you know what i feel all right i can deal with this i can tackle it but believe me when i tell you that once i came down from that alcohol like the buzz you know i i uncovered something else about myself and i realized that while it actually didn't really contribute to making my OCD worse because it does affect your mood and your emotions my depression kind of went into like a like a spiral like i i went into a spiral my depression just kind of blew up and it started making things challenging for me it started making me feel sad out of nowhere and you know it, it's something that i haven't felt in years in a very long time And I realized this is probably why back then I would always default to drinking. I would always want to drink every weekend because back then the only time I truly felt like I belonged or I truly felt like I was happy or that I was having a good time was when I was drunk with other people. And so uncovering this, it's just unpacking so much. And it was so challenging. (laughs) You see, like, I want to say the D word. But it was so challenging to realize this. It was hard. And sure enough, I was like, okay, I'm fine. I drank. I was fine. But this is the price I pay for drinking. So I decided to take it a step step further. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get drunk. So I got drunk. I got drunk and it was a great time. I had a great time with my friends. It was, you know, again, old Steven came out, obnoxious, aggressive, loud Steven came out. And while they didn't seem to mind, they thought it was really fun, I minded. Right? Like, it's not reflective of who I truly am. I don't like being like that. And... It just really put a lot of things into perspective for me. 
But the most important thing here is that I was willing to go through all this and I was willing to put myself at risk just so I can prove to myself that I have my OCD under control. And I I uncovered a lot of things that I should have known about myself in the past, but I didn't, but now I do. So at the end of it, the payoff was great, right? I am paying for it right now, though. Like, I am in my downward trend. I have been depressed for the past week. I, you know, I, I'm not going to lie about that. And I know that that's because of the come down I have from drinking, which I have proven multiple times in the past. That's happened to me. But the greatest takeaway I have from this is the fact that, you know what? And this goes out to all of you out there who have trouble believing yourself about who you are and who you truly are. This goes out to the people out there who always looks at their past as they would say in therapy, that's why in therapy they always ask you about your past because they want to see what kind of person you are growing up. Um, to categorize yourself if you're a good person, if you have good traits. To prove to yourself now that you are not going to hurt anybody, that you are not a bad person. I was so drunk. I had no inhibitions. I had no control over my thoughts. And not once did I become violent. Not once did I want to become violent. All I remember was I just wanted to have a good time. And I just wanted everyone around me to have a good time. It's super extreme for me to just to get to that conclusion. It's so unsafe. And I'm so lucky that I was afforded this kind of exposure therapy in this experiment being surrounded by people who care about me who know about my condition and that may not be the case for everybody and this is not a message for everyone to start drinking if you feel like if you're afraid of alcohol face your fears and start chugging definitely not what i'm trying to convey in today's episode the message i'm trying to convey is if you are willing to go so far as to break your sobriety just so you can prove to yourself that you don't want to hurt anybody, just to prove to yourself that your intrusive thoughts are incorrect, that drive alone is enough for you to convince yourself that your intrusive thoughts should not hold this much importance. There is one thing that separates people from people who enjoy hurting other people and people who generally just really don't want to do that. It's that whenever they think of hurting other people, they enjoy the thoughts that comes to mind. Almost as if they can't wait for it. And when 
this happens to people who generally don't want to do that, it's a feeling of fear, anxiety, annoyance. It's that feeling of, why the fuck am I thinking about this? Or to a much lesser scale, it's a feeling of, that was weird. That is the difference. I decided to talk about this because I kind of want to save people from having to go through what I went through. Because what I was going through when breaking my with breaking my sobriety and drinking way too much is I realized that I made myself miserable for a few days, a few weeks because I put myself in a position where I'm depressed again because of the alcohol. And people like me really shouldn't be drinking that much. They do say a glass of wine a day is fine. And that's probably what I'm going to stick to moving forward. Maybe not even at all. I do have a rule now that I've made where I'm only ever actually going to drink if there's a special occasion. Otherwise, I'll be sticking to the whole either no drinking or just have a glass of wine with friends. And that's fine. I am going to say this though, right? Like I'm not anti-alcohol, but there are things within the two years that I went through when I was completely sober that allowed me and afforded me this kind of thinking and outlook towards life. And what I'm going to say is this. For those of you who are not alcoholics, right? For those of you who are alcoholics, please stay off the alcohol. You are labeled as such only probably because you've had negative situations or it's impacted your life in such a huge and negative way, right? And I support your road on this whole sobriety world, right? Like this is fantastic. I've, I've been there. I'm going to get back there. Because I do like being sober. I like that feeling. You're a lot healthier. Going to the gym is so much easier. Waking up every day is so much easier. You look fantastic. Not saying people who drink don't look fantastic. But, you know, being like two years sober really allowed me to get the body that I wanted. Right? Like these are just like one of the few benefits of being sober. So, you know, it's so funny because I, you, at first you're probably like, oh my God, he's here to tell everybody to drink. And now it's like, no, 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 no. Actually, stay sober, y'all. But, you know, I have to be impartial here, right? So that is my whole spiel to the sober people right now. Stay sober. We're not really missing much drinking again, right? But for those of you who are in a similar situation as me, and this is hard for me to talk about, you know, because a lot of people can be like, if people don't listen to the whole entire episode, they will be like, bro, this guy just advocated for everyone to stop being sober. And it's like, bro, did you fucking listen to the whole thing? No? Amazing. But the message I have is this. For those of you who are in a similar situation as me, if you do decide that you want to start drinking a little again, Please do so around friends who care about you. Please do it safely. Be in an environment where no one will pressure you into drinking more. That is the most important thing. I think one of the most difficult things that a lot of people 
Ha, I said the D word because it doesn't pertain to personal things, even for y'all. Because this does pertain towards outside factors. The difficulties that people will face when it comes to learning how to balance and how to take things in moderation is when they are stuck in an environment where people just push and push and push and push because all they want is to have fun, not understanding that people have limits. So please, that is the one thing I am going to ask of everybody here. If you are planning on drinking again, we're not going to shame you. No one's shaming you to doing so. But I will implore you to please do it with or around people who you know will have your back. I got really lucky that I have friends who are as supportive as they are. Who knows when to cut me off, when to tell me, hey, look, no more of this, we're good. Very important. And if you find yourselves on that other end where you are that friend, be supportive of their decisions. Make sure they have spoken to a therapist about it. They have spoken to whoever it is they need to speak to when it comes to it. But give it your all. Be 100% for your friends. Because it's all we can really do for each other nowadays. Anyways, this has been (laughs) a very, very, very interesting conversation. I love it. Um... I'm excited to hear back from the people who have heard this. If you have any questions, any further, you know, inquiry as to if you want to be part of the show or if you have any comments about this episode, because this is tricky. Listening to this whole thing, you're probably like, what the fuck? But I hope at the end of it, you understood why I'm talking about this. But remember, You are not alone, but you do need to reach out. If you feel that you need that kind of support, you need to reach out so that you save yourself from feeling like you got to do this alone. Remember, guys, this is breaking down the breakdown. Be compassionate. Be kind. Be sweet. Be nice. Be helpful towards other people and towards yourself because you just never know what people are going through and especially in this day and age where everyone is being torn apart by random topics I love to say random topics by topics that are very important I think the one thing that we can all take solace in is ourselves we need to be able to be there for ourselves but thank you so much I will see you all in a bit Goodbye, good night, good morning. Tell your friends.